So one of the online voiceover casting sites that we highly recommend is Voice123. The quantity and the quality of auditions are some of the best. And not only is the quantity and quality good, but your Voice123 dashboard can give you such great insight that's helpful for your career. Yeah, you can actually see when clients favor you, like your audition, and even your booking ratio, which really helps you understand your sweet spot even better and how you can best serve your clients. Voice123 is offering a 15% discount for a new yearly membership, beginning with a $395 tier. And I made my membership amount back with one booked job. And I actually just signed up. If you're interested, see the link in the show notes or description. And we also included the terms and conditions as well if you have any questions. And this is only valid until the end of May 2022. So check the link in the show notes or description to get 15% off your new Voice123 membership. You're listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Stout. And I'm Heidi Rue. We're both full-time voice talent and owners of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com. AVS is a recording and training studio in Atlanta with virtual options available to join. And ProVoiceOverTraining.com offers on-demand video resources to better your voiceover career. Our purpose in creating both of these is to give you the resources you need to create the career you want. And that's exactly why this podcast exists as well. Each month, we bring on an expert to share their industry knowledge, insight, and helpful tips. Visit AtlantaVoiceOverStudio.com and ProVoiceOverTraining.com for more great resources. Chloe, we are so happy to have you here. Chloe is an award-winning voice actor and singer, and she specializes in commercial, promo, e-learning, corporate narration, jingles, and audiobooks. She has worked with brands like Universal Studios, HBO Latin America, Nickelodeon, HP, Harley, Harley Davidson, and so many more. And she was the top pick of the That's VoiceOver Audition Spotlight Competition in 2020. She garnered a Voice Arts Award nomination nomination in the Outstanding Radio Imaging Demo Reel, Best Production Category. I mean, just a wonderful voice actor, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person. <laughs> and we are so happy to have her here. Thank you so much, uh, Chloe. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> One of the things that we love about uh, the voiceover industry when we meet new people is just hearing everybody's story. So how did you get started in, in voiceover? I come from a very artistic family. My mom was a professional ballet dancer who, of course, retired at 28 because that's what they do. Um, <laughs> and when my dad was working, he was a professional piano player um, and also a school teacher, a chiropractor, all, all these things. Um, but I think my household facilitated the arts very, very well. And my mom did this dubbing project where she played like a little white dog. It was, I don't know. I don't even know what it was. It was one of these like <laughs> very, very early 90s <laughs> dubbing projects. And I was like, I want to do that. That's cool. Um, and then a, a music friend of my dad's uh, had this French-Canadian film about child vampires. And they needed a girl to do a few lines. And I was, I don't know. We, we tried to do the math. And I, I think I was 12 um, yeah, I think I was 12. And anyway, they, they got me to do it in their little studio. And it, it kind of, like, the bug just bit me over and over, over time. And I had been doing musical theater for years and years and dance and singing and um, some on-camera work. And by the time I was a teenager, 
uh, I, I was like, okay, on camera feels really good. So I went to this workshop uh, with a casting director from L.A., and it was like a sitcom or commercial workshop for on camera. And I remember being in there, and it was like all kids, and I was maybe one of the older ones, old, oldest ones. And the kids were like, crazy! And I'm thinking... I want to be in a professional environment. What is this? And I, the whole thing kind of freaked me out. I was like, this doesn't feel good. And I was insecure being on camera. And all of a sudden, the stars aligned. And I walked out of that workshop, and there was this call board. And it there was this white piece of paper that said, do you want to be a cartoon? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, well, call this number and come audition. And it was this dubbing house down in Miami. And uh, it was about an hour south of where we lived. And... I booked the first dubbing audition for this cartoon that I did. And um, for years, my mom drove me down to Miami every week, almost every week during the school year. Yeah, to do these projects. And I just, like, through that came HBO Latin America. Um, I've been with them for, I think, like, 12 years now, 13 years. I'm losing track of time and numbers. But um, it's really, really neat. it, mm. I love I love seeing the progression of a career, not just my career. Like I love, like you said, Mike, hearing people's stories, and so so um, so often they're not linear. It's not mm-hmm. this one direction, one way, and of course there's not one path. But our own stories, it's not this like you know what's going to happen at the end because you just don't. And I love mm-hmm. the unfolding. That was mm-hmm. my start. Yeah. Love it. That's so awesome, Chloe. And and so interesting that you that this has kind of been um a through line throughout your life is voiceover. So I wonder, I mean, is your favorite project kind of that first one that really got you into voiceover or the, the dubbing or is there something else that's come along that you're like, "Oh my gosh, this is like the pinnacle of my career that wow. I've just loved." That I you know, I've been thinking about this for a little while, and a lot of people have the answer, you know, the next, my, my most recent project or the next project is my favorite yeah. project. And I understand that. I think that um, keeping that in our minds as we progress is important because that's that's part of the deal. Um, mm. But I also just, the answer that honestly comes from my heart that I keep hearing resonate over and over is... The projects where I get to work with people who are really kind and compassionate are Mm. my favorite. Like, I did a commercial recently for this essential oil something, and the director and creative director were so nice, (laughs) and we had the best time, and we got to know each other. I love the relationship part of anything really, but VO. Um, you know, and there was a McDonald's commercial that I did. Oh, oh, no, I lied. I do. Can I tell you one story? Because this just came to mind. Of course. Okay. It, so, this is all about you, well, Chloe. So please, tell It's really away. all about us. That's, that's like, that's the <laughs> thing. Like, it's all about VO. It's all about the voice actor, but we're communicating to the listener. So I love mm-hmm. that us mentality because it has to be symbiosis. Like, it has to be symbiotic. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so one of my favorite projects <laughs> was the ones that surprise me where um, they kind of shake me out of my, if I'm in a funk or if I'm just like in a different headspace and I don't really see what's going on, then all of a sudden clarity. Uh, I was on a cross-country road trip with um, with a boyfriend long ago and 
and I was feeling a little down about my career. I was I was in a rut. I was trying to figure out, am I moving to L.A.? Uh, am I moving to Nashville? What am I doing? And um, and we were in this little uh, really cool old motel where they housed movie stars in spaghetti westerns. Uh, it was called the El Rancho. I can't believe I remember this. El Rancho. <laughs> and uh, And we went to breakfast, and I was just like, kind of listening whatever was playing on the radio in the background and a commercial came on and I and I heard this woman's voice and I was like I wish that were me and I had to stop myself and really like give myself a finger and say Chloe it was me (laughs) (laughs) I was like yep oh my gosh okay well you know I have goosebumps I was like there it is there it is. Yeah. Enough. Enough. <laughs> so you know you're on your path. Those moments of serendipity just mm-hmm. I'm I could cry right now. They make me so happy. <laughs> so that's, you know, and was it my favorite gig? You know, probably not, but those yeah. moments really really make it. Sure. That encouragement that like just yeah. keep going. Yeah. It's okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know this it's wasn't important. the point of that story, but that happened to me. I was watching something I'm like, "Man. All right, who's doing that?" Oh, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a weird moment to have. It's a weird moment to have, and it puts us in check. I mean, envy and jealousy, they're human Mm -hmm. emotions or feeling, whatever you however you want to define them, these qualities. And and they're normal. And it's okay. And to let them pass is healthy. Um and and that's that's the key. Let it come through and you know, you're not stuck in that moment. And if you address that moment, okay, you know, get your right head or right. Uh, mind yep. about it, then you can move on in a healthy manner. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. Mm. I love so it. So maybe this was uh, part of the, this next question kind of leads into that. Maybe this was one of those challenging moments in your life, but uh, was that a challenging season for you? Or if there, I'm sure there were others, because if you're like us, we we go in and out of these challenging seasons mm-hmm. um, in voiceover. And how did you get through it? Yeah, that was definitely a challenging season. Uh, without going into too much detail, um, I it was a really, really hard year. I, I will say my my best friend was killed in an accident that year, and mm. it was just like lifelong. But it was, whew, that was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that shook me up in in more ways than one. Um, it made me more grateful for everything that I had mm. and knew that I could have. Uh, gave me a lot of perspective. So with personal stuff going on, and you know, that wasn't the only, there were other things happening. My dog died. It was like one thing after the other the, this year. And, and I was like, wow, this is a lot. Um, mm. But but I grew. I grew exponentially after that for, for, for a while. Uh, now I, I haven't plateaued by any, I don't think any of us are ever plateauing, but um now there's like a steady clip and I'm used to like letting things pass. Mm. Um, so, so that was tough. Uh, and more recently, it wasn't so much VO as it was transition. It's all interconnected. Our personal lives, our work lives. Yes, we can compartmentalize, but it's all systemic. It's all, everything affects everything. So we have to be mindful to take care of all, all the pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I decided to, so I, I ended up choosing Nashville and I was like, well, that's, that's going to be my place. And, um, instead of LA and I was like, music, music's going to be it. And 
VO, like you said, Heidi, was this through line. And it really loved me back. It loved me back for years and years and years. And I was like, okay, this this is cool. And when I when I planted in Nashville, I found some really wonderful musicians and a great music community. And then I found uh, a VO community. And it really took me by surprise. And I felt so at home with these people. And I was like, there's something to it. And then, of course, VO Atlanta and meeting people all over the Southeast. So now I have this big community in the Southeast. It extends from Florida yeah. to North Carolina, <laughs> to Tennessee, to Georgia, you know, and then beyond. And that, um, I think, community in both of those challenging seasons, uh, community really helped. So the relationship mm-hmm. with, so go back to this, like, more challenging recent season, um, I think the the changing relationship with music was so tough because I had to really look at it and say, what does this mean? Um, am I happy? It's not even happy. Like, am I feeling joy consistently? Do Am I healthy? And I, I wasn't. I wasn't unhealthy terribly, but I, I wasn't doing well all, all around. And I really, really needed to reprioritize and... Um, and figure out what I wanted. And thank goodness for really awesome people. And uh, and yoga. <laughs> Yay, yoga. <laughs> yoga and meditation. Yep. I mean, yeah. Anything you can do for your mental health is so important. Yep. Is there something that you wished you had known before you got, like, when you first started in VO, like, gosh, if I'd only known this, mm. this would have saved me some heartache. Because especially some people that are listening, they're just getting started in their voiceover career. And I think it's so helpful to be able to hear lessons that, you know, maybe we had to learn the hard way um, that they could avoid or at least just have a warning of. You can do it is I I physically feel it in my solar plexus. That phrase, you can do it, uh, not just about the performance part, because the performance part, I, I had a pretty firm grasp on young it was the tech stuff. It was the setting up the studio. It was the investing X amount of dollars in classes, in demos, in private training, in conferences, in meeting people for lunch or coffee or whatever. The the clerical stuff, I, all of the perceived daunting business stuff and tech stuff, um, I think had I known that I was capable uh, more capable than I realized, I would have been more motivated uh, to take more control over my business earlier. Um, mm-hmm. It was also different. I mean, this is yeah. 20-something years ago, and mm-hmm. you, we were going into studios, and having a quote-unquote home studio was more unique and l- less necessary. It, it wasn't necessary in a lot of places, um, and it was more local. It wasn't this it wasn't at, some people were doing ISDN and it was it was global but it just wasn't what it is now which is incredible um i think had i known i was capable had i realized i was capable um it would have fed my confidence more sure yeah, yeah. well since you've been around for uh, for quite some time and working your way through it and just in different avenues and whatnot no doubt there's a, a resource or an app or a, a tool or uh, a tip that's helped you um, overall in your in your voiceover career. Can you narrow that down to something? I can. 
relationships. That's my... Is that an app? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I, you know... I... Can I download that? <laughs> I really, truly believe that. I know that I built what I've built, a sustainable voiceover slash music career, thanks to the people around me. It is absolutely not something I did by myself. There is no... For me, at least, there's no way. Um mm. I shouldn't say no way. Here I am saying I wish I knew I was capable. But I really do think it takes a village. And when we support each other, that's that's part of where the magic happens, partially where the magic happens. Um, I think about representation I've gotten and gigs that I've shared with other people who've booked them. And it's such a giving community. I I just have to go back to that idea and lean on it. Um Gosh, you're looking for something more pragmatic, aren't you? <laughs> no, tools. I think that that's really important. Okay. I mean, relationships, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, if, if you're subscribed to our email newsletter, you know I talk about it all the time. <laughs> but what uh, here's, here's the thing, though, that I would love to get your perspective on. Yeah. Because being in this industry for a long time, I think a lot of people think about relationships in this industry as a as a take relationship. Mm. And I've experienced it Oof. so many times. Oof. There it, it is. It is like they come to you and they talk and the the words out of their mouth mm. are, what can you give me? What can you give me? Um, what can you give me? What can you give me? What can you give me? You know, um, why aren't you doing more for me? Why aren't <laughs> you, you know? Yep. And it, so I, I will say that the, the most relation, the long-term relationships that really do um, end up sprouting from seeds are not the relationships where you ask them, what can I take from you? But where you're focused on what can you give them? Because they will automatically, when you approach a relationship with what can I give you or what can I learn from you? What, how, how can I just know you as a person versus mm -hmm. what will you give me down the road? Mm -hmm. They just always end up sprouting. Yep great stuff in the end yep. and there's no expectation on your part there's it's it's a it's really beautiful thing it's like wildflowers that just start kind of sprouting up yeah and it's kind of counterintuitive too mm -hmm. when you go at it from that aspect mm -hmm. it seems i've been thinking of this phrase and i actually meant to bring it up earlier i'm so glad you said that heidi uh what can I bring to the party, quote unquote? Mm -hmm. uh, this woman named Hillary Rushford, who's this Instagram influencer, that's like yeah. one of her things. What can I bring to the party? Mm. And yeah. that that's, you know, that just embodies your mentality, what you've said, mm. what the two of you do with this community. I could go on and on. I adore you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> same. Okay. So, Chloe, you have been leading the virtual script workout with us for a little while now, and it's been going great. But this month... Yeah, like people's voices are getting buff. It's like <laughs> swole. <laughs> um, but this month, you were starting a new class, and we're so excited. And it's just, it's a class that we've already been doing, but you're stepping in as the instructor now. And it's called the Agent Rep Prep Class. Now, what can people... Because here, and this is something that I just talked to somebody that called the studio today about. Um it is so cool because all the instructors have different personalities. Like it's, it's really interesting to see um, and really cool. 
So tell us, like, kind of help help us to understand your teaching style and maybe your teaching philosophy, just so people can understand, like, what can they expect from Chloe? I mean, they get what the content of the class is, mm-hmm. but what, what's Chloe about? I think it's really about being personal and not to dive too deep into anyone's life, but making it about them. I come to class and I'm like, what can I bring? How can I serve them? Mm-hmm. And um, I think allowing people to be honest in their reads by letting them be honest in their being, in showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we all have veneers, but if we can pull that mask off a little bit and just say, everybody poops and, <laughs> you know, show up as human beings and and mm-hmm. and be accepting of each other. Really, it starts with self-acceptance. So I think facilitating an environment that um, – creating an environment that allows for that is yeah. is comfortable. And that's where I'm most comfortable. I know I learn really well when I'm with people who aren't judging me and I don't feel insecure. So – you know, if I have to smash a banana on my face, or like you know, like <laughs> going back to my Nickelodeon days, like slime, like think about how silly that is. I hosted these TV shows where you dump green edible gook on kids' heads and like on yourself, and it's like, what is this? It's just a huge mess. And if we can just like show up and be a mess, and also show up and be professional, please, um, it's great. It's great. Yeah. And I, I think having fun with it, too, is really, really important. Taking the pressure off. Oh, my gosh. I know what it is like to be schwitzing and sweating and shaking and nervous and, oh, and my voice cracked and, uh, 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 and like, worried about all of these details. And it's like managing minutia and putting that aside and just showing up and having a good time. You're going to get great reads. You're going to get great reads. So yeah. that's yeah. what you can expect in this class. Great. I love it. Well, as you know, here at the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, we have a lot of newbies, a lot of people just starting out in VO. So, Chloe, what what about someone that's been in it for a little while? What uh, well, what advice would you give to somebody just starting out as opposed to somebody who's been at it for a while? Someone who's just— Outside of being a potty pooper and to poop all over things <laughs> when they're reading— because every potty has a pooper. <laughs> That's Somebody told me that once. Um, okay. I, I think patience is number one. The crazy thing about the VO world, and it, I think performance in general, is you can, you can book your first job I, that you audition for. So there's real, the sky is the limit. Um, mm-hmm. But I think having expectations that are severely unrealistic uh, will set you up for disappointment. So if you're patient with yourself and training, 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 not to the degree of, okay, you're overtrained and you're an automaton, which yeah. I think is impossible, but um, you also don't want to get too many opinions because, like, everyone's going to have an opinion. And just, like, take yeah. take what works for you. Uh, tr- mm. Have trusted sources and take what works for your uh, your life and apply that to your VO career. Um, so yeah, patience and time and training and really, really having fun with it. That is just mm. number one. Because if you're not having a good time, you're going to suffer through it. The If you're in a session, the director, producer, creatives, they'll 
suffer through it. The engineer will be like losing his or her mind or their mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's kind of just like really back to basics. And don't worry so much about being a beginner because it, the fact that it's not exactly like the lottery, but the fact that, quote unquote, it could happen, meaning you could book a job at literally any time. It's pretty cool. I don't know statistically what it looks like, you know, as far as like however, how many auditions. It's I think it's going to be different for everyone. Um yeah you know, when when you'll book and what your booking ratio, a audition ratio is. Um, yeah, that's the beginner advice. You want advice for someone who's been at it for a while? Yeah, like, especially for you, you've had such a long career. So uh, what about somebody that has been in it for a while? Because even then, it's not like, it's not, I think one of the misconceptions about voiceover is, especially like if you book something big that's a name brand mm-hmm. or, you know, you book a character or something like that, um, that, oh, once you get there, it's like smooth sailing, you know, (laughs) after that, like you don't have to worry about anything after that. That is not true at all. Um, so, so what would be your advice for navigating a career like a little further, further along? Yeah. Two things come to mind. One, maintenance, take care of yourself and your instrument. It is an instrument, your voice. Mm. And Take care of yourself holistically. You're, I've, I've said this over and over. It's the personal life, professional life, whatever lives you have going on. Um, you live well and treat people well and treat yourself well. And that's going to enable you to function properly. It's that simple. I, like, I've, I've had health challenges. I've had, like, and that's more recently where career is going really well, but all of a sudden, like, I got sick and... It was really tough to physically move through, and I didn't tell people. I I wasn't broadcasting it because I didn't want my life to be about that. Um, But it was a lot of, like, pain management. And and I wasn't taking care of myself the way I needed to. It's like – and it it accumulated over years of – not misuse, but just, like, not not enough rest. I think rest is such a huge – uh, priority in my I know it's a huge priority in my life now because that I just need it and I, I think we all need it um yeah. so maintenance is number one and okay this I just had this conversation with a wonderful male voice actor wonderful and um he's been with a really big agency for a long time and he kind of feels like uh, like what's what's next? You know, n- not that he's in a rut, but he's just like you know I want to I want to book more. Um, and I've had multiple conversations with multiple friends like this where you, there are ups and downs, and you're on this roll. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're booking, 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 and then it's quiet. Yeah. And um, being pleasantly persistent and following up with clients and mm. watering your lawn when <laughs> your metaphorical yep. literal lawn yep. if you have mm-hmm. one or water your flowers feed your dog feed your cat yep. um you know taking care of the things that are necessary and that that's tied to maintenance but so being pleasantly persistent with um with following up and uh and creating new relationships so you know so i like this person and I met on LinkedIn and all of a sudden there's like this revitalization. We're both excited because we're motivating mm. each other. You know, I love that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
There's one more just idea, I think, that helps with, especially with people who are already in it, uh, who have already been in it for a while. It helps with with beginners, too, but perceived momentum is is very interesting. It mm-hmm. can, and this this relates to other stuff we've touched on during our talk today, it can look like someone is doing these huge things and like you you just never know what's going on in a person's life you never know if they're actually working right now or if that's a job they got six months ago and they're getting residuals and they're sitting on their butt and they don't know what's coming next and they're bored (laughs) or you know or they're 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 worried about money we just don't know so perceived momentum is funny um i think we have to be careful uh to not buy into all the hype, but also mm-hmm. be confident enough to share your wins, share whatever personal stuff feels comfortable for you. You can also mm-hmm. have boundaries and say, I'm, I'm not going to talk about this, but I want to talk about this other thing. Um, and then and then it builds when you're sharing what's going on in your world, that will build momentum it, and and yeah. people's perception of you will change. Your perception of yourself will change. Kindness breeds kindness. Happy thoughts breed happy thoughts. Momentum breeds momentum. Mm. So it'll it'll build and build and build and build. So if there, you know, if there's a rut, I, and I, it's so funny, it's like, what advice do you have for someone who's doing this? I immediately assumed they're in a rut if they're doing, no, the, on the other, on the flip side, keep doing what you're doing. If it's working yeah. and you're in this for, for life, just keep doing what you're doing easy Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah totally yeah well chloe thank you so much for being with us i'm so glad that we got to talk to you and i'm um i'm so excited that you're going to be leading the agent rep prep um class thank you so much for having me it was awesome 